Wonderful. Um, well, hey, it really is uh, fantastic to be here again with you all. Uh, I am absolutely loving, not this cable, absolutely loving uh, being here at St Paul Shadwell. If you are, if you're new tonight, I know exactly how you feel. Uh, I arrived here at the church in uh, in July, uh, so I'm the new rector here, and it's just so exciting uh, meeting with you guys, spending time with you guys, uh, learning about all that God uh, has done and is continuing to do in this place. Uh, you know, St Paul Shadwell is a remarkable, a remarkable church, and uh, I just feel so privileged. Uh, to be able to join in uh, with you guys, uh, along with my wife and my little girl, Adelaide. And we've had uh, just a really, really exciting summer uh, getting to know you and, uh, and listening to God together with you uh, for the way forward, for how we move forward as, uh, as a family uh, together. And, uh, and over the last couple of weeks, We've started a series going through the book of Hebrews. And that's really in response, I guess, to, uh, to over the summer, just for, for me, just taking some time to, to listen to God and to, uh, to say, Jesus, what is it that you're saying to us now? And, and listening to you guys, and I know we've been listening to God together, and I've been spending some time uh, reading through some of the prophetic words that have been spoken over this church uh, over the past weeks and months and years. Uh, and, uh, and through all of that, the word that keeps coming up to me is this word, bold, that I believe God is saying to us as a church, be bold. And, and we are bold when we see Jesus. It is him that makes us bold. And Hebrews is just the most amazing book in the New Testament that echoes this idea of confidence and boldness found within our vision of Jesus. And so as we uh, have been kind of looking at the vision of this church uh, together over these uh, past couple of weeks, we've really been looking uh, and inviting God to give us a fresh vision of Jesus. Because ultimately it is Jesus that is our vision and as I said, this is an amazing place, and, and I'd want to encourage you. You know, SPS is a church with a rich, rich history. And if you haven't been here long, you know, let me tell you, you're in an amazing place. You know, I've, been, I've, been, I've not been here long, but I've been a kind of a casual observer of SPS for a long time. And it's amazing what God has been doing and is continuing to do in this place. This is a church with a rich history. And I think a very clear mandate to work outside of the walls of its church, outside of its borders, you know, to work across this borough and across East London, to draw together God's people, to unite churches together, to demonstrate the love that God has for all people. Yeah, I think that's what you guys do. That's what you carry. And at the heart of that, you have such a strong vision. A vision to make disciples. A vision to transform communities. And a vision to plant churches. And as I said last week, the amazing thing about you guys is you are not just talk. You know, that is what you do. That is what you have been seeing. And I believe that is what you will see. You know, this is an amazing place. And over the last uh, two weeks, as we've kind of looked at those kind of vision statements, if you like, that I, I've kind of latched on to three words 
Okay, you can see I'm a, I'm a kind of a, a word kind of person. And, and the first word that uh, I, I've been having going around my head as I've looked and thought about that vision, uh, it was the word core. And we talked about that too weeks ago when we looked at well, what is the core of who we are at SPS and we looked at core as celebration, organisation, relationships and evangelism. You know that actually at the heart, right at the core of who we are, we are people who are called to boldly celebrate Jesus, to boldly organise ourselves around Jesus, making courageous and brave choices about how we organise our lives and how we spend our time and our resources you know, how we boldly relate to one another, preferring one another, loving one another, encouraging one another, spurring one another on in the good times and the bad, in the presence of Jesus, and how we evangelize, you know, how we invite people to come and see the Jesus that we see. And then last week, the second week, we looked at bridges. And I believe passionately that this is a church that has been called to build bridges. You know, and you guys are amazing and you are doing that in so many amazing ways. You know, we have this kind of this enormous motorway right next to us that kind of cuts our area in half. You know, and in one sense, we need to be building bridges across this huge road, which is so dangerous. And there should be some barriers on the pavement, I'm sure. You know, but we need to be building bridges that draw people together, that unite what is divided. You know, and I know you guys are amazing in the way that you build so many bridges in this community and the communities that you work in. And today, I want to talk to you about more. About more. Because I believe that that is what this church is called to also, I want to talk to you about multiplication. I want to talk to you about church planting. I want, to, I want to boldly try and address the idea of church growth. You know, I, I've always been keen to grow. <laughs> uh, actually, all throughout my life, I've been quite keen to grow. And if you ask me now, I will tell you that I am five foot eight and a half. And you know I'm not a tall man because that half is very important to me. You know, I'm not 5'8", I'm 5'8", 5", okay? I've always been very keen to grow. You know, growing is really, really important. Uh, in fact, if you're healthy, you grow. Uh, I remember, <laughs> it's, been, it's been way too important a thing for me, I think. I remember when I was on my, um, uh, on my selection conference thinking about whether I should get ordained in the Church of England. They, uh, you basically go away and do this kind of three-day, um, it sounds terrible, you go away, it was great, I really enjoyed it, but you go, <laughs> just in case you're thinking about it, you know, you go and do this kind of three-day thing where they observe you for three days to see if they think that you should go forward for ordination. And on the first night, I was a little bit nervous, and they get you to do this big form, this kind of big soul-searching form where you write all these answers and one of the things that they one of the questions they asked was you know what would you like to change about yourself you know I was a bit nervous didn't really know what to write and so I just kind of said well I've always wanted to be a bit taller um it didn't go down that well with my assessors I have to say but fortunately the Lord uh, thought it was right that I go uh, through with ordination but I've always been I've always been interested in growth and you know I want to see this church grow I want to see SPS grow. You know, I want to see us increase. And I'm going to get this right out at the start. You know, I think 
numbers are really important. You know, and that's a little bit of a contentious thing to say sometimes in church. You know, but when we're talking about growth, I think numbers are really, really important. Yeah, we're, yeah we, we want to grow in depth and we want to grow in quantity, quality as well as quantity. You know, but I believe that numbers are important because numbers are people. You know, and we want to see people come to know Jesus for the first time. People who have never, ever met Jesus before, like Naeem. I love Naeem's story. You know, what an, what an amazing story. You know, but the numbers are the people, and we want to see people come to know Jesus. I was speaking at our 9.30 service this morning, and, and they have set readings in the service. And, and one of the, the readings this morning was uh, from Jeremiah. Chapter 8, verse 20. And it reminded me, when I was about 18, 19, I went and did a trip to Iceland. And I was traveling with a friend of mine. And we were actually going around to a whole series of different youth groups in churches. And trying to encourage them to think about going on missions, trips, and evangelizing. It was really, it was really exciting. Uh, and I remember I was thinking, I was praying a lot about how can we share the good news that we know about Jesus. And how can we be motivated to do that. And, and I remember I landed on this passage in Jeremiah. Eight, uh, and it's a, and it's it's an amazing passage with a whole load of context. But there's this one verse which kind of haunted me and echoed in my head for years and years. And it says this: Jeremiah eight verse twenty. It says, "The harvest is past, the summer has ended, and we are not saved." The harvest is past, the summer has ended, and we are not saved. And I remember reading that thinking, oh my goodness. You know, there will be a time when people say the summer's ended and we missed it. We missed it. And I don't want anyone to have to say that. And you know what we also read in Scripture? We know that actually God doesn't want anyone to ever have to say that. You know, it's God's heart that all should be saved. That's what I want to see as well. I know that's what you want to see. And that is why numbers are important. That is why we must continue to grow as a church. I want to see SPS grow, and I know you want to see SPS grow. And, you know, you are so amazing in so many ways. Uh, you know, I've already talked about the way, you know, bridge, building bridges. You do that so, so much in this community. And I've loved talking to lots of different ones of you about the different ways that you do that. You know, I, I love chatting to Ruth the other day who did our prayers and talking about the website that she's built for young women to engage with God. You know, what an amazing bridge to build into a demographic in our society that desperately need Jesus and to see him more. You know, I know so many of you are building bridges in so many different ways, you know, to the old and to the young, to people at work, to people out of work. You know, this has got to be a place of diversity where each one of us in our difference builds bridges to draw difference together in unity around Jesus because that is how we will see the church grow. And you are amazing bridge builders. You know, you are also amazing givers. 
You know, I've said I'm inspired by Naeem's story, and I'm inspired the way that Jesus has revealed himself to him. But one of the other things that inspires me about Naeem's story is the way in which you guys have been so generous to him, that you have cared for him and loved him and gathered around him and prayed for him. You know, and the amazing thing is that we have seen incredible answers to prayer in that. You know, you guys are so generous, and you are amazing inviters. You know, every week, Every single week on a Sunday, you know, at one of our services, the 9.30 or the 11 or the 6, you know, I have met somebody who is new, who is here because somebody else invited them. You know, that is amazing. You know, you guys are amazing inviters. And you do that because you want to see the church grow. You know, I'm so encouraged when I look at you because we all want the church to grow. We want to reproduce. We want to be fruitful But I firmly believe that we will only grow in direct proportion to the size of our vision of Jesus. Because I believe that it is our vision of Jesus that provides the stimulus for growth, provides the scope for growth, and provides the strength for growth. And that is what I'd love us to look at just very briefly now in these first six verses of Hebrews chapter three. You know, first of all, it says, fix your thoughts on Jesus. Fix your thoughts on Jesus. You know, there is something in biology called a tropism throwing that out there just in case there's any biologists in the room. I'm hoping there's not because you might start correcting me on all this more my science now. But there's something called a, tro- a tropism. And actually a tropism is where, uh, is where something grows in response to a stimulus. So like for instance a plant, they will grow towards light or water. You know, you've probably seen this if you've got any little house plants or if you've you know, done any funny little experiments and you think back to when we used to do that kind of stuff in science at school and you end up with plants that end up kind of growing in all sorts of funny ways and shapes because they want to grow out of the shade towards the light. You know, the interesting thing that we see in nature with these plants is that they don't have any great strategy for growth. It's not like they come up with some amazing plan They just head for the light. They just head for the sun. You know, and it's exactly the same for us, really. If we want to grow, you know, it's not about coming up with some amazing plan or amazing strategy, although they are great things. You know, plans and strategies are great things, and we want to be organized in that way. You know, but that is not the end game. You know, that is not the thing that will ultimately cause us to grow. It's all about Jesus. Jesus is the stimulus for growth, for our growth, for our church's growth. You know, we grow towards the light. You know, so the writer of Hebrews here, he says, fix your thoughts on Jesus. You know, I think it's so easy for us to get distracted by so many things that happen in our lives, things that, things that pull our eyes away from Jesus. And you know what? Many of those things are really, really good things. You know, how often do we get caught up in the stuff that perhaps Jesus is calling us to do, but we end up paying so much attention to that thing that we actually forget 
to keep looking at Jesus. But it's as we fix our thoughts on him that we will grow. Jesus is our stimulus for growth. You know, one of the things that I love most about focus, focus is our, uh, our big church holiday that we go on at the end of July. And uh, a bunch of us were there at the end of July. It was an amazing time. And Bill Johnson from Bethel uh, was one of the speakers there. And one of the things that Bill Johnson uh, said, which again has just really stuck with me uh, over the summer, he, he said this, he said, because I mean, he's a busy man. He's got lots of stuff going on. And he's speaking all over the world and leading a massive church. And he says, you know what, when I, when I go to bed, I like to lie down in my bed. And just before I go to sleep, I like to turn my affection towards Jesus. You know, I love that, that idea that, that in the midst of all this busyness, craziness, his mind going mad, that actually he wants to take his thoughts and turn his affection towards Jesus. You know, I was really challenged by that. You know, how often in my busyness do I take the time to fix my thoughts on Jesus? Because it is him that will make us grow. And that's why we're spending this time looking, I guess, as we think about vision, looking at Jesus. Fix your thoughts on Jesus And then the writer of Hebrews says, find him worthy. You know, Jesus is the stimulus for growth, but he gives us the scope for growth also. In fact, the writer here says Jesus is even greater than Moses. He is more worthy than Moses. And actually, so there's an interesting thing that happens here in the first three chapters of of Hebrews. The writer kind of takes us through this progression, if you like. You know, he starts off by saying, Jesus is amazing. And I'm going to tell you why. But first of all, let me tell you that he is more amazing than the prophets. He's more amazing than any way that you have heard from God before. He's more amazing than the angels The angels who live with God and see God and carry God's messengers around. He's greater than the prophets. He's greater than the angels. He's even greater than Moses. Now, if it was me writing this letter, I think I'd have probably put them in a slightly different order. Because for me, angels sound pretty great. So I think it's a bit weird. Go prophets, angels, and then Moses. But actually, if you think about it, you know, Moses for for the Hebrews here. You know, Moses really was where it was at. You know, Moses was the center of their religion, of their faith, of their law. Everything that these people knew about God had come through Moses. You know, if you like, Moses was there uh, creating this whole worldview for the people of God. You know, the whole fabric of their existence had come through Moses. You know, he had built and constructed Israel, if you like, and the way that Israel related to God. And the writer of Hebrews says that Jesus is even greater than Moses. You know, when, we, when we're out in our workplace or we're talking to our friends, you know, there are so many big questions, aren't there? You know, so many different philosophies, so many different worldviews, so many different constructions for how we should think. And, you know, Jesus ultimately is bigger 
than all of that. You know, I want to tell you tonight, Jesus is bigger than your universe. You know, and you don't have to be scared of the questions. The questions that you can't answer because ultimately Jesus is the answer. He is bigger than politics, bigger than education, bigger than relationships. With Jesus, there is always more. Yeah, I, I landed you this awful line last week, didn't I? I said, <laughs> I said, Jesus puts the more back into mortality. And it's a terrible line. But you know what? It's true. You know, with Jesus, there is always more. He puts the more back into our lives. We can expect more. We can hope for more. And we can do that because Jesus is massive. Jesus is more. And actually when we look at Jesus in that way, we see the scope that we have to grow. The space that we have to grow into. You know, I, I think that what we need to do here at SPS is we need to be praying and asking God for wide eyes. Kind of front row at the IMAX eyes. <laughs> you know, have you, have you ever been to the front row of a cinema and then you think, oh, I wish I wasn't sitting on this front row because I can't actually see everything. You know, actually, you know, people write articles about how disappointed they were in the first seven rows of the IMAX because they spend their whole time trying to go like this because they can't see anything. You know, but we need to pray that God would give us wide eyes and an ever-expanding vision of who Jesus is. Because in Jesus, we not only find the stimulation for growth, but we find the scope for growth. You know, Jesus impacts every single area of our lives, every area of our universe, because he is bigger than it all. Fix your thoughts on him. Find him worthy. And finally, firmly hold on. He gives us the stimulus for growth, the scope for growth, and the strength for growth. You know, about 10 years ago, Charlotte, my wife and I, we, uh, we moved into Tower Hamlets here for the first time. And, uh, and we were very fortunate because we, uh, we ended up in a house with a garden, which was wonderful. Uh, it wasn't that big, but it was big enough for us to think, we're going to plant a wisteria. So wisterias are amazing. And, uh, and we planted this wisteria. It was about kind of that thick, you know, this really tiny little trunk. And it had to be held up by a little stick when we put it in. But, you know, sure enough, this wisteria grew. You know, it had plenty of light. It had all the stimulus that it needed. It had loads of space because actually uh, we had a big wall with nothing else on it. You know, and it grew and grew, and before long, actually, uh, we realized that this wisteria was clinging into the wall, and it was kind of like crawling along the wall. I don't know if you've ever seen a wisteria grow. It's just remarkable. They kind of cling to the wall, and then it was like clinging around the back wall of the garden, and then it started like clinging into the house, and I'm, I'm a bit worried because, you know, it keeps like going into the soffit boards, and now, you know, it's crazy. It's just growing and growing and growing, but you know what? If we were to take the wall away, which is growing on, it would just slump over and die. You know, it's had plenty of stimulus to grow. It's had plenty of space to grow, but ultimately it needs the strength to stand. 
And that wall is its strength. And you know, for us, we know that Jesus is our strength. And we must firmly hold on to him. It's not, it's not good enough just to grow. Because no matter how big we grow, you know, if we take the strength away that Jesus provides, if we take our eyes off of Jesus, then surely we will just slump over. No matter how big we are, we will slump over and we will die. You know, it's Jesus that provides the strength for growth. Hold firmly to our confidence and the hope in which we glory, says the writer of Hebrews. I love it in the message version. He says, if we can only keep a firm grip on this bold confidence that we have. You know, let's keep a firm grip on the bold confidence that we have in Jesus. And you know, I want to encourage you today. I want to encourage you. This, this is uh, a church that has seen growth, remarkable growth. You know, this is a, a church plant that plants planting churches. You know, I've said this, I think, every week that I've been here so far, and I'm going to keep saying it because I love it. It's incredible the fact that, that Benedict, who came and spoke to us over the summer, has gone off and planted a church in Canning Town. And Benedict came from All Hallows Bow, and All Hallows Bow was planted from here. You know, you guys planted a church, which then planted another church. You know, we're not just talking about growth by kind of addition. We're talking about growth by multiplication. You know, our God is a God who grows things exponentially. You know, God deals in more and more and more. You know, I love the measures that we talk about in Scripture. You know, when Jesus talks about how he gives to us, he talks about a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, poured into your lap. You know, with Jesus, there is always more. Jesus is the God of abundance. And I want to encourage you. And say, look, you've seen some amazing things here at SPS, but I believe that you will see more. And I want to challenge you as well. I want to challenge you to stretch your vision. To allow Jesus to stretch the vision that you have of him. I want to challenge you not to settle for what you have. Because you know it's interesting, the, the opposite of growth isn't just to shrink. You know, the opposite of growth isn't just to decline. You know, I think the opposite of growth is also to stagnate. And actually stagnation is something that I've actually been thinking quite a lot about over the last couple of weeks. Especially as I've been walking around Shadwell Basin here, which has turned a wonderful colour of green. And it's been quite interesting. I've been around there. In fact, I was around there just the other day chatting with someone. And I noticed there's these funny little things that bubble in, in the basin, that bubble in the water. And I'm like, I think, what on earth is that? And the person I was with said, oh, well, that's the, it's like an aeration system. You know, they pump air, uh, you know, to keep... The, the, the water there moving. You know, because if it gets still, it stagnates and all this algae grows and they need to keep pumping it to keep moving it, 
keep the freshness coming in. You know, but actually, I read now on the, on the internet, because I was thinking, well, why on earth has our basin gone green? You know, and apparently some of these pumps are broken. In fact, two of the pumps are broken. You know, and, and so it's not being aerated anymore. The water's not moving. It's not active. There's not a freshness that is coming into Shadwell Basin. It is stagnating. It is still. And my prayer for us is that the wind of the Spirit of God might blow through this place. That the Holy Spirit might aerate us as a church. That God might keep the freshness coming in, bubbling up. That God might keep the movement and the flow happening. That God might continue to create an environment for growth and for health in this place. You know, one of the things that really encouraged me, and I'll finish with this, one of the things that really encouraged me when I was thinking about coming here, I looked at the parish profile, which was put together on this church. It's something that your wardens and your PCC, Henrik and Amanda and, uh, and Charlie, and I know many others had a huge input into it. You basically write, a, write kind of a, a profile on this church. And one of the things that they wrote in this profile, was that they believed that God was going to take them into a new season. A season where they would move from big to bigger. And I love that. I love that. You know, what a bold hope to have. That we might step into a season where God would take us from big to bigger where God might continue to use us here at SPS to build bridges to all sorts of people so that they might come and see the Jesus that we see. You know, that is the bold hope that we have. And as we see Jesus, we can be bold. And as we see Jesus, we can be stimulated to grow. We can be given a scope which is so large to grow into. And we can be given the strength to hold on. You know, as we see Jesus, we can be bold. Will you stand with me? You know, often, often we, you know, we, we take loads of time at the end of a service just to kind of invite people to come forward for prayer. And, we, and we'll do a bit of that at the end. But this is something that involves every single one of us. You know, and I would love uh, to pray for us all. I'd love you to pray with me as we stand together. You know, this is a church with a rich history and a strong vision. A church with a bold core that builds bridges and I believe will see more and more and more of God at work in this place. And I just want to ask that the Holy Spirit would come and just rest upon each one of us, move among each one of us. I want to pray for us, and the band are going to lead us in another song as we fix our thoughts on Jesus together. Holy Spirit, we ask you, come and move amongst us. Jesus, come and do what only you can do. Jesus, we want to see this church grow. 
And God, we know that you want to see this church grow. We want to see the numbers increase at the 9.30 service, at the 11 service, at this service at the 6. We want to see more children coming into this church. We want to see more, more young people, more students. Lord, people of, of all different shapes and sizes and backgrounds, people that look and sound and smell so different to one another. Lord, we pray for more and more and more that this might be a place that reflects your kingdom. Where diversity comes together in unity. Where your people grow. Lord, that is the bold prayer that we come before you with tonight. And Holy Spirit, we ask that you would pour yourself.